welcome to episode 193 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. My name is Melissa Erbacher. I have a co-host this week who also goes by the first name Melissa. Her last name though is Ellis. Mel, welcome back to the pod. Thank you. Very happy to be back and I've dodged the intro again. You're, what, what is this, four for four? It is. I know. I'm feeling rather proud. <laughs> I'm going to have to be a little bit more manipulative of the episode numbers that you join me for in the future, I think. I don't know what it's like weather-wise where you are, but I have got thunderstorms happening. It's thunderbolts and lightning. Parkrun adventurers won't know this, but we've had a couple of latish episodes released in the last few weeks and it's actually been a result of storms, would you believe? I have been the victim, and I'm going to use the word victim, of blackouts repeatedly and unexpectedly, obviously, and very inconveniently because it has impacted my ability to record a podcast. When it rains, it pours, as they say. Fingers crossed that there is no uh, blackout tonight while we're recording. We have had surges uh, actually destroy electrical equipment that we're going to have to get replaced. There's a computer that's dead. There's a television that's dead. Not that we used it much anyway, so it took us a little while to realise, but... Yeah, fingers crossed that all goes smoothly tonight. What is the weather like where you are, Mel? Uh, it's actually quite pleasant. Um, I've been either melting in scorching temperatures or freezing in lovely Puckapunyal, but uh, it's quite mild tonight and there's actually nothing to complain about. So that's all good. And I've got to say, I am I'm sorry, I'm a bit happy to hear it's raining because we need the rain to put out all those fires. So Oh, you don't need to be sorry whatsoever. I, I'm loving it. Yay for the rain. Apart from the inconvenience of the uh, the blackouts. But I'm glad to hear that you have got beautiful fine weather and you're still in Paka. I am. How is that all going? It's going good. We're, we're nearing the end, I think. So... <laughs> It's been it's been a bit hard. Uh, people have been asking me when are you home? When are you home? Well, I don't know, um, <laughs> but it looks like that's not up to me. Yeah, it's not up to me. I'll be home when they say I can be home. So when the work is done and the people are helped. Yes, I did. I did get to park run last week though. I I had leave, so that was. It's a bonus. Yay! Yay! And where did you choose to bestow? Your presence? Well, I I saw Mark Scarborough was potentially going to be at Frog Hollow on Saturday and I thought, oh, I need Frog Hollow to up my P&X. That looks like a good idea. Plus, it's out in the um, side of town where my older kids live. So, yeah, we headed out there. Sadly, Mark didn't make it there, um, but we'll hear about where he ended up later. Ah. So, yeah. It was event 299 at Frog Hollow, so we've just missed their uh, arbitrary milestone of 300 by a week. But, um, no, it was a good day and the weather was fine and it all went well. So That's good to hear. And, I yeah, up to my P-index to seven. So That's very impressive. I don't think my P-index is ever going to get, get past, I think it's three <laughs> or four, I'm not sure. It's, yeah. 
maybe one day, maybe one day when when Parkrun has grown as much as it's ever going to grow. But you have got the benefit of having been to a copious amount of events in your state. So you can just start retracing your steps. Whereas I've got heaps and heaps that still need to be visited. Yeah. So that's true. But most of mine are out in the southeast side. So I've really got to do some work to start building them out on in the west because otherwise I'm just doing a lot of kilometres. <laughs> well, so I need to stay home a bit more often. Yes. And here, here I was thinking that perhaps you'd chosen Frog Hollow because it's a leap year and frogs leap. Oh. And it's February. I know it's not the 29th. Wouldn't that be a good event for the 29th? though possibly it would do you reckon they're going to get some kind of a course attendance record i think we should start a movement (laughs) get everybody out there possibly we should have got in touch with the event team before we just (laughs) brought everybody's oh no they're fine they they love celebrations they'll be all they'll be all for it oh they've probably already thought of it possibly (laughs) maybe we should check the facebook page they might already have an event planned Do you know if, oh, no, I guess you don't. You don't even know where you're going to be and when you're going to be there at this stage. So I'm not going to ask you what your plans are for the end of the month. I am hoping that you will still make it to Palm 20 in March. Yes. Fingers crossed. I definitely will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's it's going to be I'm pretty confident the operation is going to be wound up by then. I will be at Palm 20. Can't wait. Okay, cool. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but I want to tell you where I went. Tell me. Because I had an adventure and I haven't had a proper adventure in, in weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh, fab- fabulous. Where was it? I went to, as Wesley calls it, Queensland Switch. <laughs> Can you guess? Can you guess where that is? Uh, tell me. Ipswich, Queensland. Now, it was event number 310. So I'm, I'm roughly in the ballpark of parkrun age as frog hollow as well heading to ipswich queensland i have been trying to get to this event for a very long time it's been a uh, you know a combination of trying to avoid it in the summer because (laughs) the area it's in is fairly notorious for being very very hot and then also the anniversary which i have been invited to many many times uh coincided with Golden Beach Park Run's anniversary and formerly when I was an event ambassador I always went to their anniversary so I, I missed anything else that was happening on the same weekend and having hung up my event ambassador hat a couple of years ago I'm somewhat more of a free agent however last year I was also very heavily pregnant and in the summer so that that wasn't going to happen This year, the stars aligned and we finally made our way to Ipswich Queensland Park Run. And it was awesome. It was so good. Dave, uh, he, and I use the word warned with inverted commas, he warned me that it is surprisingly hilly. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be surprised about the hills then if he says it's surprisingly (laughs) hilly. Uh, Adam was surprised because I didn't pass on that information to him. <laughs> However, did he have the pram? Yeah, he did. He had he had uh, the bobsled and both boys. I won't say in tow because they were in front. Uh, <laughs> but it was um, it's a two lap course all through like one fairly open green, undulating hilly 
uh, park and it's all paved but there had been some rain so there was bits of mud across the ways and, and all the paths were quite wet. We were a bit worried actually that it was going to rain and I think I've mentioned previously that we only have a a rain cover for the single pram but we discovered that it fits on one side of the bobsled so it's like okay pick your favorite child (laughs) and they're the ones that doesn't get wet this week (laughs) Um, it's not that bad the bobsled actually has a really good um, canopies which pretty much extend over most of the boys so we put the cover on Wes's side because his feet are longer his legs are longer than Emmett's Oh, I feel like we need to take up a collection so we can get the Urbacca children suitably covered for the winter. Oh, it's, it's totally not a money thing because I'm pretty sure we only spent about $8 on the existing <laughs> cover that we have. It's just a disorganisation type thing. So um, no collection necessary. We will be making our way to Kmart or wherever it was that we bought the previous one and we'll get a second one now that we know that we don't have to go get a schmancy double one or anything like that. And, of course, once we do it, and this is also why I'm kind of avoiding it, the rain will stop and everybody knows everyone needs the rain at the moment. So I think my unpreparedness is what's bringing the rain. Um, Good point. Yep. Yes. So, but oh my goodness, it's it's a two-lap course. I, I said that before, didn't I? But mm-hmm. it's very, yes, very undulating-y <laughs> and which is brilliant because I at the moment am relying on things like trees and lampposts and benches to go, okay, I'm just going to run to that and then I can stop and have a walk. And then, you know, you find the next one in the future and you just go, okay, run to that and then I'll have a walk. But on this course is the deal I made with myself was I'm going to run all the downhills and then I can walk up the uphills. So it was the perfect course for interval training and there are so many downhills. It was just brilliant and I had such a good time. I did negative splits all the way until the very last kilometre, which was never going to happen um, because I was just tired by then as much as there's one last kind of pinch of a hill before you get to do the blessed downhill run to the finish line and was super close to getting my stopwatch bingo though I didn't realize it at the time and if I had just run the last section that I allowed myself to walk I probably would have missed my stopwatch bingo by only one second because that's what I tend to do um Mm -hmm. but it was a great morning I I felt I, I had that buzz after you you've run and after you feel like you've worked, even though, I mean, it was a 45 minute something park run, but for me, that's still, you know, progress and moving forward. So I had a great morning and had the big red face to prove it. Wes, uh, it was their anniversary. It was their sixth anniversary. And Wes made a beeline for the cake and um, he ended up having two pieces. So well-endorsed was the cake at Ipswich Queensland Park Run. The event team did a brilliant job. There was lots of park runners out there. And I also ran around, um, you know, a sort of what's what's it called when you overtake somebody and then they overtake you and, you know, oh, it's not leapfrogging. Well, I was going to say leapfrogging, but then we're a bit stuck on leap years. Yeah, and I was going to say cat and dogging, but I don't even think that's a thing. What the hell's cat and dogging? I think that's just my brain making things up. <laughs> anyway, I was doing that, whatever that is, uh, with a gentleman who was 
accompanying four young boys. I think two of them belonged to him and then two were just friends from the local footy team. And he was doing such a good job of encouraging them. One of the kids in particular was really struggling, but he was so patient. And I just love seeing those um, moments at Parkrun where, you know, people just are getting it and they're doing it for all the right reasons and they're doing it with all the right people. And, yeah, I'm, I gave him as much encouragement as I could while I was going around. Cannot rate it highly enough. It was also, um, and I know I'm just like, practically rambling, but I was very excited. Uh, Kay Sherlock was there, who is the incoming event ambassador, and Kristen Maguire was there, who is the outgoing event ambassador. I didn't realise they were doing like a, a changing of the baton, as it were, this weekend, but it was super awesome to catch up with both of them. And, um, yeah, brilliant morning. Absolutely perfect. You've sold it for me. Awesome. I think I have to go visit. You do. <laughs> so where it, where about, how's it placed, Ipswich? In it's about. Oh, see, this is the part where I get myself into trouble with the geography. <laughs> let's 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 put it in the drive. It's south of Brisbane. It's about um, forty-five minutes. No, it's kind of really an hour south of Brisbane. It took us two and a half hours to get there from the sunny coast. Um, so it's not a short trek from where I live, but it's much shorter if you live in Brizzy or the Gold Coast to just pop down and uh, say hi to the team. And it's an eye and there's not a lot of them around. It's the only one in Queensland. And apart from Inverloch, sorry, Toc, I made a dip, switch Queensland. So you can't use that as a draw card to get to Inverloch. However, I am also a fan of other things that happen to be at Inverloch from time to time. So I will still come visit at some point. Um, it, yeah, I don't know how many, oh, I haven't looked. I'm not sure how many eyes are in Australia. But, yes, that ticks off another letter of our alphabet, which leaves us with just an E to go. Ooh. So that's a bit exciting too. Are there plans? Not sure. No, nothing, nothing yet, although it's got Adam talking about, you know, going to Singapore or going to <laughs> to New Zealand because they both have E's and I, I have pointed out that we also have E's in Australia. <laughs> However, who am I to discourage adventures overseas if they're to be had? Uh, nothing nothing planned or, or certainly um, set in stone at this stage. So we'll just have to wait and see. Hello Parkrun Adventurers, this is uh, Mark reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew and uh, today coming to you from Braidwood and uh, we're actually post Parkrun at the Albion Cafe in uh, Braidwood and uh, we've just completed a uh, yeah, very unique uh, Braidwood showground run and um, I'm here with event director Kelly. Good morning Kelly, how are you? I'm well thank you, how are you? I'm good thanks. Um, so. You've had an eventful uh, couple of months here in um, Braid with bushfires. What can you tell us about that experience? Um, it's been absolutely terrifying, to be honest. We've had, I think it's been about three months now, and we've been completely surrounded by fires. Braid was pretty much been blocked off. We were a cul-de-sac for the last two months. Um, 
and we haven't been able to have park run for we couldn't hold it for 10 weeks so it's been awful so last week was the um the first week back for um braidwood showground park run um how was the turnout last week yeah yeah it was amazing we had people from the gold coast newcastle sydney canberra queenbean batons bay it was amazing and the vibe was really everyone was really happy and really chuffed it was really exciting and the support and that from everyone was so overwhelming like it was it's actually really quite humbling it was amazing so, so today I, I commented that it was probably the most intimate briefing that I've ever been to. We had um, we had, had a large group of park runners under about six um, umbrellas. Um, so we've gone through bushfire, smoke, and today we had rain in Braidwood. We have. We've had what have we had? We've had drought, fire, and flood. I think. But um, yeah, we like to feel the love a bit in Braidwood. So there's nothing like all huddling together for a pre-run brief. Yeah, no, it was very very intimate run brief and. Um, some good numbers out there today. Do you know what the final numbers were today? I actually don't. Does anyone know what our numbers were today? 27, I think. Yeah, considering the rain, that was pretty good. Yeah, we brought a few people up from Canberra for you and uh, injecting some dollars into the Braidwood economy. I know. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for coming out to support us. It's brilliant. Well, thank you for today, and uh, we'll see you again at Braidwood. Cannot wait. Thanks so much, guys. That's uh, so Mark reporting out for the uh, Channel 5 news crew. We'll talk to you next time on the Parkrun Adventurers. Howdy, Parkrunners. Talk reporting in for the Channel 5 news crew. Today, Jack and I have ventured up to the lovely mountain town of Bright up in the Alps in Victoria. Uh, and I'm with Jill. Jill's the run director today. How are you, Jill? Oh, yeah, I'm well, thank you. Great day for it. Jill, for the uh, people that haven't been up to Bright, give us a bit of a description of your course. Look, we've got a beautiful mountain course, um, flat. Although, it uh, goes along a rail trail, uh, we run out through past uh, um, a creek and um, yeah, it's beautiful. Nice Turn around at Wandilagong? Yeah, oh, not quite. Not, not quite, quite. Wandy. If you miss the flag, <laughs> you end up in Wandy and you've gone too far. Is there a pub there? Oh, there is a pub. Really oh, well, good pub, yeah. It, it's, uh, it's probably a bit early for that anyway. <laughs> Never too early. Jill, we, we tried to get up to Bright over Christmas and with the fires being as close as they were, the town was basically evacuated. There was heavy smoke. Brights had to cancel a few events. But I'm sitting here today and I'm looking up at Mystic Peak and the mountains and it is clear, it is perfect. This would be a great place to get back to for a holiday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we went through a bit of a tough tough patch um, in the fires over the summer holidays. Um, yeah, the town was evacuated a few times and we were under watch and act a lot. Uh, so, you know, as a precaution, we did have to um, cancel our park runs, which was a shame. Uh, when, we, when we got back, back into the town, um, unfortunately, the smoke situation was um, quite heavy as well. So we had to cancel for that. But now... Things have improved a lot, so we're, um, you know, we're all safe and sound now, and uh, smoke's cleared, cleared away, and it's as uh, crisp and clean as as any any other day. So yeah, it's a great spot to come back to. It's a great friendly course. Um, really small numbers we get, yep. so you you've got a great chance of getting that top fifty finish <laughs> if you're after it. Yeah, I'm sitting here. We're looking at a mountain, a range. I don't know how many kilometres away, but you can actually count the individual trees up on the mountain. So it's really beautiful and clear up here. And just wandering around the main street last night, the town's got a bit of a vibe again. There were a few people around. It'd be great to see a few more people and people coming up bringing empty 
eskies, taking a full esky home. Yeah, that's right. So great, great thing to do. Um, yeah, the town's really hurting financially um, for Bright. Uh, the summer is uh, one of the peak tourist seasons, um, you know, and it would really uh, make mean a lot to people um, to, for you guys to come up. Um, put those running shoes on, visit all the uh, pubs and great eateries we've got around, great cafes. Um, gee whiz, you can get just about anything here, local produce. We've got um, beautiful oils and we've got fresh apples and we've got great things that you can you can buy to fill in your, put, pop in your esky or pop in your shopping bag. So. And if you're a bit of a runner, the part of the uh, rail trail here, you can run... Oh. Oh, all the way to Wangaratta, I suppose. Yeah, you from could. Here. Yeah. So there's um, lots of different options for runners. Um, you know, we, we, we've got flat rail trail that you can run on. We've got the uh, mountains and the, the steady, tough climbs. Plus, we've got some nice gentle climbs and absolutely beautiful running um, for whatever reason you like. And just, uh, yeah, if you chat to one of the locals, they'll uh, soon point you in the right direction for what you feel like. Yeah, looking at a lovely little hill in front of us called Mystic Peak, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm going to run up that a bit later and it looks like a bit of a climb so oh, it's yeah. got a bit of something for everyone. Yeah it's a bit of a I think it's a it's a two and a half k climb I think straight up lots of lots of vert in that. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Almost killed me when I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right Joel thanks for your time though and uh, yeah as I said everyone get on to Bright it's a great place beautiful place to come to uh, a couple of great breweries as well so yeah. uh yeah, support the local breweries so yep, good spot to drink. Absolutely yeah fantastic. All right see you right. soon. Cheers Joel. It was great to hear from Mark and Tok again. Mark at Braidwood Showground, showing the love to the Braidwood community and having a chat with Kelly, the ED there, which was awesome. So good to hear that even on the wet and woolly weekends, which I'm sure they're very grateful for, people are out there to support them from other park runs. And I don't know if you saw it, Mel, uh, Glenn Turner, who's Parkrun Australia's health and wellbeing lead, was actually there last week too, uh, not this weekend just gone, but the weekend before, and he wrote a really wonderful newsletter article about his experience and what's been going on in the town. So if you missed that one, I highly recommend you go and look for it on the Parkrun blog or dig it out of your email inbox. And if you don't subscribe, you should. There are lots of good stuff happening in those things. Yes, I did read that and saw that Glenn was there. And um, I liked how they were describing how they were huddling under their umbrellas because that rain, again, that rain, fabulous that it's that it's coming down. Absolutely. And then talk was a bright. Now, he was being a little bit humble about all this smell. Oh, he was because it was a big day for Tok and Jackie. They finally achieved their goal to become Victorian statesmen. Now, I know how incredible that is, but just just for those people who aren't aware of how many events are in the state of Victoria, can you can you share some more of the finer details? Well, there's 82, 82 in Victoria and um, Tok and Jackie recently um, over the new year period, they had planned to pick up Bright but because of the fires, uh, the town had uh, had been evacuated a few times um, due to the fires, which as Tok mentioned, uh, so they'd actually been directly affected and uh, their Christmas holiday plans had been um thwarted so they made the 500 odd kilometer trip back up to the alpine area so that they could 
tick off this and um, and achieve it and we're very proud of you guys well done it's a big it's a big achievement it is a big achievement and if I remember correctly it's you know you say 500 plus k's that's not a short distance for starters but also you can't just do 100 kilometers that entire time uh, per hour so there's there's a lot of windy kind of roads and things like that which are a lot slower I expect that was quite a big trip to make it out there so well done guys and congratulations on making your statesmanship I hope it lasts for a long time (laughs) I've got a sneak suspicion it's not going to last for very long but that's all right it's all about the chase isn't it yes and it's the journey I mean I know when when we you know we're we're going on that it, it took us all around the the state and um, to so many little towns visiting so many places that we just wouldn't have been to otherwise and and the people that we've met at all the park runs all around the place too having friends dotted everywhere it's just um, really good really um, positive thing to have done so it is and we we kind of failed to mention that it was a bit of a cracker of a chat with uh, Jill that Toc had as well who was run directing a bright on the day and it's it is a absolutely stunning part of the world to be in and I have it on my bucket list as well. We've been there in the winter. Uh, I'd like to check it out in the summer or the spring when uh, all the trail running is good for the having rather than being covered in snow. We'll have to head out that way sometime. I'll tell you, Toc and Jackie got the best uh, parkrun photo that day. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, on social media but with the mystic mountain in the background it was just the it was the money shot like a postcard I was so yes it was fabulous worth all the worth going back just for that photo in my (laughs) opinion (laughs) and um and I have to say when we went up there too I know Paul he absolutely loved it up that way and uh, I'll be happy to go back with our empty esky good plan Speaking of cancellations, as it was earlier in the year, uh, I have a habit of being sent random things that people think might interest me for the pod. And and granted, most of the time they really do. And this one was actually sent to me by Dave, who, who stumbled across it in the cancellations list. On the 29th of February this year, when so many park runs will be doing their fifth park run for the month and rejoicing in the fact that it's the last time for the next 20 years that you can do, uh, well, no, it's more than that, is it? No, 2048. Oh, I can't remember the maths. We did it like we, we spoke about the maths last week. Anyway, <laughs> it's not important. However, Eden Project Park Run is actually cancelled that weekend. So if you were planning to go to Eden Project Park Run on the 29th of February, don't go because Park Run's not going to be on. However, if you could do another Park Run somewhere close by, still go to Eden Project because the reason they have cancelled their Park Run is possibly the best one I've come across yet. And that is for the World Pasty Championships. Right. But what's a pasty? Well, a pasty is one of those little pastry things, but without the R. You know, they, they I'm, I'm, I'm doing hand gestures now, and I've, I've got my hands <laughs> so that my thumbs, my thumb 
tips are together and in a straight line and then everything else is in an arch. So it's kind of making a, a sort of semicircle situation. So you're talking about a pasty. A pasty? Where's the I-E on the end of pasty? No, no, no. It's pasty, like, you know, somebody who's pale. That's that's how you'd pronounce it. You, I have never heard of that. It's a pasty. Uh, you know what? Probably probably some of the locals or the Brits might call them pasties as well. So if I will give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you can represent our northern friends and I'm going to represent all the people in the world who are right. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, the most important part of this conversation is that it is the ninth um, annual World Pasty Pasty Championships. And I just want to read to you some of the guidance and terms and conditions for the World Championships. I'm, I'm so excited about this. Uh, as I said, the ninth annual World Pasty Pasty Championships in brackets WPC, because that's what we're going to refer to them now going forward, take place at the Eden Project on Saturday, February 29th, 2020. The championships celebrate the traditional pasty pasty recipe and set the table for both amateur and professional bakers to parade their wares. There are Cornish pasty pasty categories based on the protected geographical indication PGI guidelines, and open categories for pasties, pasties with creative fillings or pasties, pasties from outside Cornwall. <laughs> so you, I, I'm going to stop. What I mean, there's more, but I'm going to stop here. They have protected geographical indication guidelines when it comes to, to what can <laughs> or can't be called, like, for example, a Cornish pasty, pasty, and etc. I am, I am, I need, to, I need to see a map of this, basically. I need to do more Googling. I'm just giddy at the thought of it. Um, oh, I think I – have you ever made a pasty? A pa- oh, my God, a pasty? <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the right side of the world. <laughs> I've made pasties. I've I've made Cornish pasties. Well, see, I've made pastries, so I, I haven't made – Cornish ones and and Cornish ones there are really particular I think ingredients as well if you read mm. further down into the guidelines like really down that there's literally like a, a percentage of introduced flavorings or um, spices and things that you can put in but it, it can equate to no more than five percent of the uncooked um, grammage like the weight the weight of the filling only five percent and no more can be these other introduced things. Otherwise, I, I guess you're basically uh, bastardizing what a Cornish pasty is or pasty. Um, yeah, just it's it's mind blowing. But I I would like to extend their invitation. So I'll I'll read the rest of it. Um, we're inviting pasty pasty makers across Cornwall, the UK, and the world to enter the competition and this is an open event and every pasty pasty entered will be judged so we need to advise that there will be a limit on numbers <laughs> how many what? judges do you reckon they have how do i get my pasty over there 
<laughs> I want to make one. I seriously. So we, <laughs> I, I've got Cornish ancestry, and I'm pretty sure there's there's an old recipe floating around somewhere that I've oh. from the family to make a pasty. That could be a winner. I know. I'm going to have to scroll through and look at the uh, the different categories. Okay, so these I'm going to I wasn't going to read these out, but I am now because you've got Cornish history. <laughs> so the first category is a Cornish is a Cornish pasty pasty company. So I guess that's representatives from companies who make them for a living. Then you can do a professional, and that one's open. It so that's the Cornish pasty pasty professional that's open to those who work as professional bakers or cooks. Then there's an amateur one, which is open to people oh. aged over 16 um, over on the date of the competition. Well, that's me. That's you. <laughs> uh, and then there's a junior for 15 and under. So Zoe could enter hers as well. Then there's open savoury categories. Oh. Then there's open so, – so there's an open savoury company, a professional, an amateur, a junior. And, oh, here we go. Here's the how to enter it. Doesn't have a mailing address, so I'm not sure whether or not you can post from Australia, and it will still be considered. Uh, here we go. Please note, <laughs> your pasties will be disqualified if they arrive at Eden warmer than eight degrees Celsius. For this reason, please bake your pasty the evening before the competition and refrigerate it overnight before transporting it to Eden in a cool container. Those that arrive after 9.30 a.m. will not be included in the competition. I wonder if we have any listeners. So you could. You could you could freeze it oh. and post it from Australia. Chances are it won't be over 8 degrees when it arrives because it's still February in the UK. <laughs> I think we need to find an address and, and we need to send an entry from the Parkrun Adventurers. Where's Pippa? Is she anywhere near Cornwell? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure... I just now that I've digressed and I've read out all the different categories and we've established the fact that you're going to enter an entry on behalf of the Parkrun Adventures. Uh, I just I just want to read the oh. last little bit that I had popped in in the show notes for this week. In 2011, the Cornish Pasty Association won a long campaign. I don't know how long. It just says long to gain European Union PGI status for the Cornish pasty, which means that only pasty makers based in Cornwall who make pasties to the approved recipe are able to label their products as Cornish pasties. Isn't that fascinating? Because they're kind of a big deal, aren't they? They are. And I don't know what this means for, um, you know, now Brexit has happened, whether or not we, we they, they no longer have the EU PGI status for the Cornish pasty. Oh, it's got ramifications, this Brexit thing. Yeah, it does. Did did anybody consider the pasties? <laughs> well, the Eden Project is in Cornwall. You'll be glad to know. Oh, well, that's that makes sense because, you know, Cornish pasties. It would be a sensible <laughs> place to have a, a pasty um, competition. Yes, and if any event team ever had a reason for cancelling that was good, it is this one. <laughs> now, now that we've talked a lot about pastries. <laughs> um, Since we're on the topic of amazing events, we should probably start discussing uh, the upcoming Palm 20 plans, Mel. Yes, yes. The agenda's out. I believe there's, there's, been, some, there's been some releases that uh, 
that are very exciting. There have some events have been created, giving people a little bit of a teaser for what's involved or what's going to be included in the weekend. Have you seen those? They're on Facebook under the Parkrun Adventurers Listener Meetup 2020 page. I have seen them. I haven't had as much time on social media lately as I usually do. Well, that's understandable. I'm a bit excited about the dress up though, and I've got to get I've got to get moving because it's not just about the park run for me. It's actually about the dress up party. Yes, I'm I'm right there with you and I have got my little Emmett coming with me this year, so he's going to be my fashion accessory. I'm not sure how <laughs> or, or what that is going to manifest as. Um, but there's a little bit of scope with the 1920s theme I'm looking forward to having fun with. Yeah, I've got to get on to it. So, yeah, it's it's very exciting. And we next week we're actually we're going to have a special guest who has been involved in a lot of the planning and is representing the planning committee. We had a bit of a committee this year making sure that the whole weekend is going to be planned to the nth degree, nth being the end in fun. Melissa, thank you for joining us this week as co-host on the Parkrun Adventures podcast, episode 193. It has been fabulous having you, as all, even though it was an odd episode and you skipped the intro again. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. I always love chatting to you, Mel. I think perhaps maybe you listened to episode 192 and realised that I used some of the outtakes that Dave uh, and I had when we were trying to record the intro and you've got some kind of introphobia. There must be a word for that. <laughs> I do, actually. Um, and, that, yeah, so I thought, oh, I'll stick my hand up this week <laughs> and get out of it again. And, yay, I won. And, yay. Well, you know what, I think we all won because I had a lovely time chatting to you as well. So thank you for sticking your hand up and I do look forward to the next time you can join me on the co-hosting couch of the pod. Thank you. Happy Parkrun next week. Tasty, tasty, hasty, nasty, nasty, pasty. Oh, I'm in trouble.